Yeah, they, 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 they hate when you elevate. They stacking up losses, I'm handing them out. Yeah, I had to go delegate. It feel like I'm floating, I'm lost in the moment. I swear I could levitate. They never believed that I would really fly. I had to go demonstrate. I had to set them straight. They hate when you elevate, elevate, elevate. They hate when you elevate, elevate, elevate. Yeah. They hate when you elevate, elevate, elevate. They hate when you elevate. Yeah. I had to elevate. I'm way job, way too fly. Oh, they hate it, don't they? They absolutely hate it when you elevate. They hate it. All those people out there, they absolutely cannot stand when you try to better yourself. They can't stand when you make a decision for the betterment of you. They cannot stand when you move forward and they choose to stay behind. Now, I'm not besmirching anybody that wants to stay in a position that they have found comfort in or they found safety in or anything like that. But today's episode is going to be about one of my favorite quotes. Joe Rogan said one time, if your life sucks, change it. Why? Why or why would you live your life in a constant state of desperation and anxiety and sadness why would you do it? I've never been that guy. It could be my ADHD, following that dopamine, doing what I do. But when things become difficult as far as like, you just don't enjoy life, I change. I pivot. I do what I got to do to maintain a certain level of normality and peace and tranquility in my life. I've known enough tragedy in my life to where I just, I don't sit in that dirty bath water. You know what I mean? I, they, they say sadness or like, say if you're upset and you're crying, crying it out is like taking a bath. It's cleansing. But after a while you sit in your dirty bath water, you got to get out of it. You got to get up. You got to move around. You got to do what you got to do to find happiness. And that's what today's podcast is going to be back. Guys, welcome back to another episode of Stogie from the Road. I'm so happy to, to be here and be blessed enough to do what I'm doing. And today we're going to talk about uh, some big news. I'm leaving trucking. Yep, I turned in my notice. I started my new job this week. And Monday... I will get in the Orange Crush for one last time, one final ride, to take that truck, my beloved Orange Crush, back to Georgia, back to the company to turn it back in, and then I'm flying back home and beginning the next chapter of my life. So Stogie will no longer be Stogie from the road, it'll be Stogie's Campfire Chats, I don't know what the fuck we're going to call it, but we're going to Stogie something or something, I don't know what the hell, well, I'll think about it, I'll get back to you on that one. But it's time to start my next chapter of my life. I told you in my last podcast I'm devoted towards finishing the documentary. I'm devoted towards doing my book, documenting my life, and doing what I've got to do for me and also for you. It's very, very hard for me to carry this torch of bringing awareness to the trucking industry while fulfilling my obligation of getting the loads where they need to go. I did what I set out to do. I got the truck that I always wanted. I did what I wanted to do. I spread some cheer behind the wheel of that truck. I did a video this week. I published it to Facebook and, and to TikTok. And Bonnie and I made some good memories out on the road. We did some good things. We made some people happy. We made a difference in people's lives. We brought happiness. You know, we tripped and fall along the way like anybody would. We've had our ups and we had our downs. But I don't have any regrets. The company that I work for put my feet underneath me and allowed me to achieve 
more than I ever dreamed of as a truck driver. But it's time to uh, lick a finger and turn a page and create something new and finish this out and finish strong. Now, granted, we talk about this ad nauseum. There's going to be people with opinions. You guys see it all the time. Only the strong can survive. This is only meant for blah, blah, blah. And I will tell you this right now, and I will go on record and say this. I documented everything I ever did in trucking. You guys watched the weekends where I could have spent with my wife and my children, and I spent it polishing. I spent it editing videos. I spent it doing the things I needed to do. I, I went to truck shows and donated my time to open up my truck to neighborhood children and their families and did videos nonstop to bring awareness to this industry. I left no stone unturned. I lost my, uh, my way along this path and tripped and fell and got back up again, dusted myself off and did what I had to do. And I'm going to tell you this right now. If you think this is fucking easy, you have the mind of a child. You're a toddler. You don't think past your big toe, do you? You just have this thought in your head that because you're still doing it and I'm not, that uh, you're strong and I'm weak. One of the most difficult decisions I've ever made was this. I sat on the steps of my truck the other day when I began the process of cleaning it out and getting ready for the trip back to Georgia. And I cried like a child. This was my home. There was a period of time where I gave up on my family and I gave up on everything and I was just like, my entire world, my God, was behind this hood. My world revolved around that truck. That truck was more of me than I was of me. And now I have to remove myself from it, hand it over, and somebody else is going to be behind the wheel of it. It's gut-wrenching. If you think it's easy, you're a fool. You're not a deep thinker in any way, shape, or form. And you're not a good person. There'll be people that'll say what they want to say. There are people that have been counting the days until I'm nothing but a memory to this industry, and that's fine. You know... And I know that you know that I know that I did more than you did. I'm not besmirching people that run the loads and they don't do anything but that. I'm not, I'm not shitting on that at all. Fuck, I fight for you. And I'll continue to fight for you. But don't you fucking dare minimize what I did. I gave my life to that truck. I gave my life to this industry. And four short years of me being a truck driver, I devoted every fiber of my being to this industry. I showcased truck stops, waitresses that nobody knows their name, kids that didn't have fathers. <laughs> I mean, the list goes on and on. I took a dog and I put her out there to where she was a source and and I don't give a fuck if you don't believe me. I had multiple times when people came up to me at fuel pumps or truck shows and said, "When I had bad days, I would go to your TikTok to just get that bit of happiness, that purity, that happiness that I would get from seeing you and Bonnie out on the road. 
and it would pull me out of my rut. Now, if you could say that you've accomplished that in your time behind the wheel of a truck, then by God, I'll eat my fucking hat. But until then, I don't want to hear it. I want to acknowledge you. And frankly, I don't associate with people like you. You know, there's that saying, uh, if you hang out with cripples long enough, you learn how to limp. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to sit here and acknowledge and give you a platform. You, you people that sit there and, and poo-poo what the fuck I do, I'm not going to give you that platform. I'm going to move forward. That's what I do. When it's time to pivot, I pivot. When it's time to move, I move. And when it's time to grow, I grow. I do everything I possibly can to keep a forward momentum regardless of the adversity that falls before me. That is the culmination of my life. That is what I want to be remembered for. Now, with that being said, yes, I'm moving forward. I started my first week of work. Uh, I work for Harley-Davidson now which I'm super excited about. And I bought my first bike and things just kind of fell in the, in the right path for me to where I was able to transition all the way to the point where even health insurance, I'll have no gap in that. It's just been nothing but green lights. But the thing that I've noticed, and I want you to listen to this if you're thinking about getting out of the industry, there's a there's an emotional journey that you're going to go on. And one of the things that I've noticed with my transition to this new normal for me is I feel like I just got out of prison. I feel like I'm seeing the world with a new set of eyes again. It's these things that are weird for me of like, oh, I want to go get something to eat here. I can I can ride my, my Harley over there and just go get it and... I don't have to worry about, can I get a truck in there? Can I park there? Being able to get a shower when I want to. Be, be able to cook on a stove and, and get a cup of coffee in my own home. You know, this morning was a, a culmination of my new life. And I woke up this morning very early. Got up, made a cup of coffee, sat in bed with my wife, watched TV. Eased into our morning. She went downstairs made me breakfast. Started my day, got dressed, got a shower, went outside, did a couple things in the garage, worked on my bike a little bit, did a couple things with the truck, last little things to get it cleaned up and ready to go for this next trip. She went in the kitchen, packed me a nice healthy lunch, and I left. I went to work, started my work day, had a wonderful day at work. It's great. I sell happiness. Nobody buys a Harley to be pissed because I'm working in sales. I've been in sales all of my life. I'm, I'm more of a salesman than I am a truck driver. I'll tell you that right now. Um, geez, God, when my kids were first born, I was a door-to-door salesman for like kitchen appliances and shit. And I remember walking in a suit at the age of 21 door-to-door selling fucking knives and stuff. You know, um... It's it's slipping back into comfortable shoes that I wore for years prior to this. But I went to work. I had to leave uh, work, get on my bike, go down the road, take a drug test for work. After I got done with my drug test, they said, go ahead and take your lunch while you're out. I took my bike, my packed lunch, found a park, parked my bike right under a tree. Beautiful sunny day, 65 degrees out. The breeze in my face, a clear, sunny day. Sat on my bike and ate my lunch that my wife lovingly packed for me. Finished my lunch, went back to work. She works third shift tonight, so she's working at the hospital, came home. She left 45 minutes prior to me. She made dinner. It's warm, it's on the stove come in and get a plate, make myself dinner, sit at the table. My dogs are zipping around, looking at me, wanting a bite. Take my dogs out, sit outside, have a cigar. 
watch my dogs play in the yard, take them for a walk, come back in, put some comfortable clothes on, take a shower, ease into normality. Something that I forgot was actually a real tangible thing. You know, I was talking to a good friend of mine, Thumper, tonight. And I told him, I said, normality started to seem foreign to me. It got to a point when I was out on the road and I was thinking about things I used to dream of. And I started telling myself, well, maybe in another life. Maybe in another life. Who the fuck was that guy? I was never that guy. In life, I was always, if I wanted something, I'd be like, hold my fucking beer, watch this shit. And then I evolved into this, maybe another life guy. What happened to me? Was it the trips where I went three to four to five days without being able to have access to a shower? Trying to figure out how to do the simple things like use a restroom like a human being? Going into a place to get something to eat and settling for some garbage, possibly expired stuff on a shelf that you had to microwave? Stopping to eat like it was a NASCAR pit stop. You know, the other night I got on my bike and my wife again had to work third shift. And I was like, okay, well, I'm fending my, for myself tonight for dinner. So I'm going to go this little pizza place called Mod Pizza here. It's right down the road from my house. I go and get a small pizza and a small salad. And I sit down and I realize that I'm I'm shoveling my food. You know, in my previous life I would go to charity events and galas and trips to Vegas for conventions and things and I'd, I've dined with the best I pride myself on my ability to be pliable and to be able to fit in in all different types of scenarios and environments I can pound the freaking Coors Banquet beers with the best of the best of the good old boys. Could put on a tie and go to a black tie event. And not waste a second thought on it. And here I am. Where did my... Where did my uh, sense of refinement that I worked so diligently to obtain go? It's the four years of, you gotta go. Get the food in you and get the, get the load going. Go. Get it done. What happened to me? What has become of me? The transition to normality. It feels like I just got out of prison. I'm looking at this world with this new set of eyes. What have I evolved into? What bad habits do I have to undo? I'm not blaming the industry for this. This was my decision to become this person. This was my, this was my doing. Yes, I'm lighting a cigar. Can you hear it? Bam. What has become of me? You know, the people that, in my inner circle, my select group of friends, Jesse, Drew, Scott, Kip, my boys, my beloved brothers, they knew. They could see it coming. I told them this week. Some of them knew a couple weeks ago. They knew it was the right decision. They saw it coming. Sometimes life pushes you in a direction. I had some uh, family situations 
that uh, pushed me in that direction. Now there's gonna. <laughs> I talked to a couple friends tonight. I talked to Thumper tonight, and I told him I'm like, you know, one of the reasons, you know, with one of my children, uh, the reason why I made this decision to do this, that that you know I was toying with, but because of one of my children, I I, I have to do this. I told him this, and he's like, you know, once you make the move, just delete Facebook. Just delete it because, you know, just don't even watch what's going to be said. And I, I agree with him. To know what I know. To know that any any of these guys that are going to say what they're going to say would do the same thing that I would do, but yet they're going to still say what they're going to say. It's... It almost makes me laugh at him. <laughs> it makes me, uh, it makes me giggle to think that there are people out there that are going to laugh and ridicule me for making this decision that I'm weak and only the strong can survive in this industry and he's too weak to be able to do it. <sighs> like I said before. The guts, the sweat, the blood, the pain that I put into this industry to walk away from it. And the strength that it takes to walk away from it. You have no idea, do you? I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you think you know. But I know that you don't you are just going to sit in your blissful ignorance and opine and bloviate and harangue about how much you know and how little I do and you can keep that take it with you because I don't want to limp anymore and I'm damn sure tired of hanging out with cripples so I'm moving onward and upward. I'm super excited about where I'm at. Oh my God. The job that I have now in comparison to what trucking, you know, gives you with all of the frustration and the regulations and all that stuff like that has nothing to do with the company I worked for. I can't, there is literally not enough words in the English language that I can say that would describe how good the company that I'm leaving was to me. The debt of gratitude that I have to them is indescribable. It's the industry. It's the, it's the life that goes with it. It's what you have to do. There's no getting around it. It is what it is. It's not the company's fault. It just is what it is. It's for some people and not for others. But what it is now for me, the level of stress has gone down exponentially. The money I'm making is I'm actually going to be clearing more because it, if you're, you're in trucking and most of the people that listen to this are in trucking, they know this. It costs money to be out on the road. That's one of the downfalls of being on the road is it costs you money because it's like going on vacation. You have to eat. You have to survive. You have to get a shower. Fucking $20 for a shower. $20 to park. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Unless you want to live like a complete and total barbarian, it's going to cost you money to live. I'm making the same amount of money with less expenses to survive. It makes fiscal sense. But from an emotional standpoint, and that's what we talk about all the time on this podcast, is the emotional side of what you have to deal with in trucking. And what I want to talk about with you guys is, you know, some of you are toying with this. And I'm going to tell you, like I told you, you know, I'm an open book and I'm going to open myself up to what I'm dealing with. And, and then you can take this with you and say, okay, well, I can handle that. And then you make the decision or you can say, I can't handle that. And you decide to stay where you are. 
whatever, God bless. <clears throat> but it's the, like I told uh, my buddy Thumper tonight, one of the biggest, most difficult things that I'm dealing with right now is this overwhelming, crushing, 10-ton weight I have on my heart of how much I missed. And I was only a truck driver for four years. Four years. Some of you, that's all you know. Some of you are in your 40s, your 50s, your 30s, whatever. And that is literally all you know. Now, whether you have untapped potential or you have dreams and aspirations, you have to prepare yourself for the realization when if you come off the road of this slap in the face of you missed a lot my friend you traded the good stuff for the dollar you know there's a saying not all money is good money prostitutes make good money drug dealers make good money Scumbags on Wall Street make good money. Fuck. Politicians make good money. How much does your soul suffer? How much does your heart break in the process? How heavy is your chest at night when you go to bed? Do you wake up when you put that truck in gear and you look through the windshield do you force yourself to stay the course with your eyes forward because if you look left to right you'll see fathers out in the yard playing with their children husbands walking to the car after you leave the restaurant to open the door for their wife after they had a nice dinner Do you pass through a neighborhood and you see a a family get-together in a yard? You can smell the barbecue. The dad outside pushing the lawnmower and you can smell his fresh-cut grass. And you know the highlight of your day is when you set the brakes in that rest area and that truck stop. And you exhale. You pick up your phone and you watch a YouTube video or a TikTok. And you microwave your ramen noodles and you lay in bed. And you close your eyes and tomorrow morning you wake up and you don't know where the fuck you are. It takes you a few minutes before you realize you're in a rest area, truck stop, or on the side of the road on an on-ramp. For what? Another load. And the second that you're done with that load, there's one more. Every mile... You're filling up that bucket that's full of holes. Now that might be for you. You might be fine with that. And God bless you. We need you. We need you. And I implore you and I celebrate you to stand tall. To know that you are continuing on to do something that this country needs. There's no negating that. There's no denying the fact that you are hands down essential in the most vital part 
of this country's infrastructure. But my God, what I'd give for this country to understand the pound of flesh that you guys give day after day. So I made the decision that that's what I'm going to devote my time to. Now, obviously, I have to take a job at Harley Davidson to do what I got to do to take care of my family and to keep food on the table or whatever. But my, my passion, my goal, the torch that I will carry is to, to scream myself hoarse. To get this world to understand this. To get them to fucking open their eyes. And see that there are people. That are taking this one life. This one life that you have been given. You don't get more than one. Once it's over, it's over. And you're trading it. So people have their cleaning supplies. Their building supplies. Their fucking toilet paper. Their produce. Their livestock. You are taking the one life that you have and handing it over to people that don't give a fuck what your name is. They don't care about your children. They don't care. I'm going to make them care. I'm going to get in their face. I'm going to get in their face and I'm going to scream it to the point they can smell the fucking cigar on my breath. (laughs) So remember that when you're telling me I was too weak to handle this job because when I'm done (laughs) when I'm done I hope you have the energy to thank me I don't blame you honestly I don't I do not blame you for being spiteful (laughs) I don't blame you for being skeptical I don't blame you for being hateful, honestly. You turn your CB on, it's nothing but hate. My reality check, my my moment to where I was like, oh, fuck. They don't care, do they? My moment that I realized this was recently. I was trying to get home. It was two weeks fucking late getting home. I had a fucking doctor's appointment. But I was on a waiting list for three months. A waiting list for three months to go see the doctor. And I missed it. Because I was two weeks late getting home. And my reward for that was my final load before I got home was I had to go to California. And it was timed so perfectly that I was getting into California right when they were having this big hurricane that they haven't had in a while and a fucking earthquake and every other. The only thing missing was a plague of locusts. And as I'm pulling into California, the broker calls me and asks me if I'm ready for delivery tomorrow. And I said, no, we will be a day late. And I told him why. And I told him about the hurricane and I told him I was actually getting ready I was like minutes like 20 minutes away from getting ready to hit it I was looking at the radar I was looking at the time I'm like man I'm I'm literally meeting this thing head on and it was brutal I felt like God was picking on me and he goes okay yeah I, I, I know that but do you know when what time you will be there I'm like, motherfucker, I don't know if I'm going to survive 
What do you mean when I will be there? Why don't you ask me, will I live, you son of a bitch? Oh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I, okay, we'll just keep us posted, okay? I eh, know. Racist accent. Fuck you. If you're a truck driver, you know exactly what I'm fucking talking about. There's more validation to substantiate my cause. I fucking told you, people. And I've said it ad nauseum. I have said it nonstop. This is the hill I'm willing to die on. I came into trucking and I was told that you will never get a Peterbilt. You will never get this. You will never get that. And I'm like, hold my beer, motherfucker. Watch this. I did it all. I did every fucking thing people told me I was not able to do. And now life has said, now bring it home. See it through. It's time. This documentary that I'm doing is going to outlie every freaking aspect of what you all go through, what I went through with you. Every time I see truck drivers get an opportunity to speak to the media, they always talk about the same thing. People ain't got no sense. Nobody knows how to drive. Nobody fucking listens. Blah, blah, blah. No. Let's go deeper than that. Let's talk about the holidays where you can't listen to Christmas music because you know your family's listening to it and you can't. Let's talk about the FaceTimes every single night as you watch your wife grow older over the phone. Let's talk about the look in your child's eyes when you say you're going to miss their recital, their football game, their baseball tournament. Let's talk about the way you know your grandchildren more via FaceTime phone calls and text messages than you do in person. Let's talk about when you roll into town and you see your loved ones and people look at you and go, oh, you poor thing. Here, take this plate of food because I know you don't get this much, do you? Let's talk about the tearful goodbyes you say to your wife or your husband. How you watch your house get smaller in the rearview mirror of your truck. When you say goodbye, you know it's going to be months. Talk about the feeling to where you can feel every fucking mile for two days when you're on your way home. And then when you get home, it takes two days to feel normal again. A day or so of pretending you're normal. And then the next days are all about preparing to leave again. You never, ever, ever get to exhale. Businessmen. Well, they get to have conversations with people from day to day. A truck driver, if you decide that's going to be your career for the rest of your life, it's a life sentence. There's no end until you take your last breath. You're a truck driver. How many times... Have you gone on the internet and you've heard about the truck driver that died in his truck in a rest area? And how they have to raise money to get his body home to his family. He didn't make enough money 
to get his body that carried that soul around all of his life that he traded for a dollar to support his family. He traded it all. And his payment? (laughs) The company that he works for sees such little value that their attention is devoted towards getting the truck back so they could put another fucking driver in it. More so than getting him home to his family. Pissed off trucker on TikTok. Popular guy. Had to result to the trucker's final mile. An organization that's devoted towards getting their body home after they die in their truck because that's such a fucking problem. The lifestyle killed him. He had a heart attack, went off the road and died. And the company saw such little value in his life that they put the responsibility of getting his body home on the donations of people other than them. I bet the powers that be never never wasted a second thought on him. Probably never called his family. Never called his loved ones. Hell, how many times have you heard of Trucker Appreciation Week? Where the office staff dines on barbecue to the point of gluttony. While the driver sits in a rest area and eats a ramen noodle. If they're lucky. This industry is fucking disgusting. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to shine the brightest fucking light on it. And if nothing happens, then... Say la vie. But maybe, just maybe, the right person will see it. I'll get the attention of the people that need to hear it and know it. And maybe a change can be made. Fuck, what do we got to lose? We've lost everything anyway, haven't we? I did what I could. I did the best I could. Like I said, now it's time to to bring it home. And I'm gonna... Years ago, on multiple different occasions in my life, every time somebody told me I couldn't do something, I'm like, ooh, watch this asshole. You ain't seen anything yet, motherfucker. So say what you want to say and do what you want to do. I'm going to do everything I can. I'm so sorry. So, so sorry that you have to carry this burden. I hate this for you. I'm so sorry that sacrifice it all for all these ungrateful fuckers cut you off and pull you into the scale house and shake you down they call you up at 2am when you're trying to get just a couple hours of sleep and ask you when the fuck you're going to be there and why you're not there already 
after only sleeping four hours in the past three days. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for when you gotta take a deep breath and call home and say, I tried, but they can't get me home. I'm so sorry for when you go home that you're home long enough to smile and then fight and try to make up just in time to be able to leave again. So sorry for the tears that you drop on your steering wheel night after night. And you look through that fucking windshield and ask God, where am I going to find the strength to fix this? When is it going to get easier? Why can't I get this right? This country has no fucking idea the cross that you bear. And all I have left in me is this. This is what I'm good at. So with that being said, I'm turning my key to the left and I'm going to go walk down this road alone, armed with nothing but my voice and hope. And I ask all of you to just hang on to hope just a little bit longer. And if you don't think that anybody out there believes in you, know that I do. And I get it. So from Bonnie, I hope you're happy, healthy, loving, and living life. No Bonnie and I'll see you on the back hall. Giddy up. Oh.